0: Divers, welcome back! Thank you for jumping back in. It's another episode of your favorite music vinyl podcast. I'm your host Anthony Mullen, and I have a pretty cool episode in store for you guys today. Um, I'm gonna actually share one of my record store day finds. Speaking of record store day, it was last Saturday. Now, I, I've said a few times, I'm just jumping back into vinyl, uh, fairly recent. And before, I didn't know that there was a holiday or a special day put aside for it called Record Store Day, and I didn't know about it. So as I jump back in, I saw a flyer and it you know, kind of perked my interest. Come to find out it's a day where a bunch of bands and artists and musicians and labels, they put out limited vinyl that are only released on a certain day. Sometimes they're colored, sometimes they're uh, unreleased uh, recordings and audio cuts. First time pressing any music, certain music's getting pressed on vinyl. And it was kind of cool. I saw a giant, I got a giant list from the website record store day and it was like 12 pages PDF, some wicked uh, music, crazy, just a lot. I didn't think about like that, that many albums or finals were going to be released. And it was a bit overwhelming to try and look through all of it to figure out what did I want to buy? Because it's not like I saw third, I saw 10 different albums I want to buy and each one is five bucks. So it's no problem. I was trying to hone down my list because each record I was assuming was be anywhere from fifteen to twenty dollars, if not more. And when I was there on Saturday, I saw stuff going for as much as eighty, which is crazy to me, but I understand it and I get it. So um, initially, on my to do, on my find list was um, Led Zeppelin forty-five of the repressing for friends, and it was actually going to be on like a flat yellow. So any listeners out there that if you if you have that extra copy, shoot me that email and we can make a transaction. <laughs> um, I did not get to find it because it was gone. The shop I went to, um, Revolver Records on Hurdle. Uh, I See, me and Chris went at 9.30. Got, I think we got there around 9.30, 10. Waited in line for about an hour and a half. And the shop opened up at 8. So as I'm waiting in line for about an hour and a half, I was already like, well, Led Zeppelin, it's gone. It's There's no way in hell it's still going to be there. But I had another album I wanted to get. It was, I think it was, um, Girls in the Garage. It was a compilation album, I'm pretty sure, of punk, of like punk bands. And I was assuming it was going to be a girl band type thing. And just you, you know, you know me, I'll buy stuff just based on the song, based on the title or album alone. So I was going to go in. I, that's what I was going to look at and try and get a judge of to buy it. And when I went in, uh, went in, I went in to go look for the Zeppelin. It was gone, obviously. And I went over to like the compilation section or like the various artists listing and it didn't have any. And actually when I started, we started from the back, the way that you got filtered into the shop, they didn't start at A and you worked away to the end. They kind of, you got set at the very end. So I I, I couldn't find it. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to buy, I'm not going to not buy anything. So what else can I find then? Let me just dive for real. I was diving through. And the first thing I found was it's what I'm reviewing today, and I'm not sh- I'm not spoiling it yet. But, oh, I was so lucky to find it. I didn't think I was originally going to pick it up because I didn't think I was going to see it. But, oh, I'm so lucky I got it. And then the second one was uh, really cool. I actually picked up Adam Sandler. They're all going to laugh at you. I haven't listened to it yet. I've just been waiting for the time to sit down and actually talk about it. I hear it's awesome. Chris was telling me how funny it is, how lucky I am to pick it up. But today's episode, I is from the album from a band that I found on accident a couple years, no, a couple weeks ago, about a month and a half ago. When I got back in a vinyl, I found a 45 in the mix bin over at Black Dot Records, and the cover looked like an homage to Dookie. I knew it wasn't Green Day, but it threw me off, and it was from the Teenage Bottle Rockets. And it was really cool. They're an American punk band formed uh, in Laram- Laramie, Wyoming. And they formed in uh, the U.S. back in 2000. Oh, they formed in 2000. And it was by two brother- two twin brothers, Ray and Brandon Carless- Carlisle. I'm really bad at pronounce- pronouncing it. I'm sorry. And it was following the dissolution of the previous band, Homeless Wanderers, in 2000 which is really cool because i feel like whenever i find these unknown punk bands to me in the, at black dots i like i like the punk music that i find i really do there's nothing bad against it there's nothing wrong with it but a lot of time it really feels underground and really garage styled and recorded which is a bit too much a bit too thrash. and it was just like oh man i wish i could wish i would find something that had a 90s punk green day vibe green day feel so when I saw this, it was kind of like, oh, cool. And then what I actually found was a 45, it was a split 45 or a split seven inch. It would be at 45 and it's called Under the Influence Volume 4 with the Ergs. And what it was, it was a 45 with um, a band got to do one song on each side. And on the one side, I that is Teenage Bottle Rocket, they did the song having a blast and then ergs did blackhead and it was really cool the um what i think drew me after it's always cool when you buy something and you end up finding out it's colored after the fact when i picked up the 45 um i bought it because of the green day cover the homage when i actually pulled it out it is a cloudy blue and when i looked it up this vinyl is actually it's a limited edition the cloudy blue is only limited to one thousand pressings but there's also a translucent green with black splatter limited to seven hundred. And if you're lucky, you can get a translucent red, which is limited to three hundred. It was really cool. And I think that was that was my first introduction to Teenage Bottle Rockets. And then one day when I thought I was finding an album from another band that I liked, I picked up this one album was a uh, black cover with like this green like skull and crossbone logos and I was like oh this is the guy from the Mean Or I thought it was the Mean Jeans, is who I thought it was and it ended up being from the Teenage Bottle Rockets and I love it the album is really cool it's fun and I haven't really seen any more of their albums out there I don't know if I just I'm not looking hard enough just haven't found them sitting there and then when I saw the list on Um, record store day i was like this will be cool this will be fun and when i picked up on record store day was teenage bottle rockets warning device What's funny and what's ironic about this album is that I said that I like this band because they're not that speed thrashy punk that I that I found, but they do have a lot of songs like that. But they're not all. They they do have this classic slow, like they break down a bit, and that's I think I do like about them. Um, but this album's phenomenal. I had I did not listen to this album until I bought it. Uh, after I bought it, usually when I buy an album, I'll end up going right to iTunes and I'll download it right to my phone because I do the Apple Music. So the minute I bought it, I was like, oh, well, I got to listen to it when I'm not at home so I don't have a vinyl player to go. And it was really cool. This album, it, it has some catchy songs in it. It has some generic punk songs, but it, it's definitely a good find. It I, I'll tell you right from the get-go, I'll give you my rating at the end, but from the get-go, I'm going to tell you, I was very pleased. Um, I didn't I didn't know what to expect. I I thought I was just gonna find some punk that was fun and just I can put on in the background when I entertain guests. <laughs> but uh, this is definitely one of those slowly becoming one of my favorite albums at the moment. Where I've been listening to it on repeat just to kind of make sure I get a real flow for it, a real feel for it, and I can give a great uh, a great review, uh, an accurate review. Review. Now, only thing I I wish I I don't know. No, I didn't want to wait too long to review this because I wanted it to be the record store day, but it's not going to be as true of a, a true of a review as an album that I've listened to for years and years and I can just pick apart. So it's 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 not hard for me to review this one, but it's it's a different kind of review because it's kind of a first impression of what I'm still getting, but I haven't memorized all the lyrics, I haven't memorized all the songs and certain ones are just just not as clear to me yet of, of my opinions, but I can tell you overall it's a really fun album really good and as i said before they have this have this green day this green day crunch to it like it reminds me of early 90s punk but then they do this like this ramones thing in it where it's you can hear the influence of early early punk too where it's good and it's cool because this album actually came out in 2008 so it's not like some old 90s band that just kind of resurfaced. They're, they're uh, a little bit more modern. It's cool to see that they pull up and they take the traits and the characteristics of music and influence. You can hear it from bands that I listen to. And it kind of feels like I get a second waiver, a a next generation. And I can totally see this as a, a next generation of Green Day, like an early, like when they were first starting off in the early 90s, late 80s, when they were just starting out. I totally see. I, I wish I. I wish these guys. I really hope they get bigger than where they are right now. I would love to see these guys in concert and come through this way. And I've never heard of them until about a month and a half ago, and it was on accident. So they weren't on my radar, and now now they are for sure. But so, album right here, "Warning uh, Device," was actually originally released back in two thousand eight, and they repressed it for vinyl uh, for record store day, and. It originally was recorded at the blasting room and on the label red scare I've never heard of this label before um, I know as I've been getting into more older punk or not older punk um more indie punk a little like the a little more lesser known I've started to pick up on recognize certain labels like record and I'm re- starting to recognize that I like certain bands from certain labels so maybe this is a record label that I may want to go try and find about and try and Maybe that's maybe that's a label that I'll find the bands that I, that I'm expecting and I want. Uh, definitely not against I' really I'm really intrigued and I'm very excited that I found an, a nice uh, album like this. Now if I want to just go into the I always like to share and talk about like the actual physical record and the case I'm holding to. what I really do love about this band is their album covers. The majority of them are very simplistic, very straightforward. They're not big, confusing images or pictures. Uh, the one was an homage to Dookie, and I get that one. Uh, I think one or two of their live albums, they actually have like a cartooned image. But their albums, like, they're just pure studio stuff. They put out, and even some of their live shows are just simple. Uh, it's a flat color. In this case, it's a giant uh, yellow flat color with their logo on the cover, which is like the skull, and I, I think those are crossbones, maybe swords. I don't know with their name above it and their font, which I do love. It's got like this, their font for their logo is like a 1960, no, 1940, 50s creeper comic like that. Kind of bubbly, but like almost scooby Dooish ish kind of like rickety and kind of like, I don't know. I don't know how to best describe it. It reminds me of the 60s, 70s, kind of almost something scary, but kind of funny and comical in the sense. Very piratey-ish. And then on the back, it's pretty cool. It's a shot of one of the guitarists jumping up doing like a split kick and on the back it actually shows right here um, red scare and it was at uh, www.redscare.net is where you could find it and the set list was really cool and there's actually one of the tracks on here track eight on side two it's called I Know You Know and it actually is a LP bonus track so you can only get it on here and I know that one is in uh, iTunes if you get it so it must be only digital and on vinyl and what I what I always think is cool is when bands uh, have an opening, uh, have, a, have an LP, or I don't know what you would say, the record case, or I don't know, the sleeve itself, like the CD case, but like the record case that it comes in, and when they open up, even though it's only a one LP, so I get it where they ha- where it's always cool when you get a double LP and they open up and there's like an inside image or some artwork, but when you get a single LP, sometimes it's just a single sleeve here it, there's just one it's just one record and it opens up though and it's a nice it's a wicked uh shot of the band members and the leather jackets with their pins and it's just straight face it's pretty cool very chill and it's down to earth I really it's awesome it's not some crazy art but it's it feels like it fits in it they didn't force anything And then the sleeve for the lyrics is it's black with yellow font. Or I'm um, sorry, not yeah, yellow yellow cor- colored fondant. It's very simple. There's just part of the logo on it, and on the other, on the flip side, it's just a whole bunch of shots and pictures of the band from shows and La- and just in the studio recording and just it's awesome. It's actually really cool. Not too much, not too confusing. What I really loved is the vinyl itself, and. I don't know if the original pressing did, but the Record Store Day pressing is like a leopard print where it is a neon greenish um, translucent yellow with like black splattered, not like tie-dye where it twists, but this almost looks almost like leopard spots on it. And it looks wicked in the in the light. like It really looks cool where in the bright light, it looks more yellow, but in the dim light, it looks kind of green where it's got like that neon-y to it. And it just fits like, they go, They It looks awesome. It looks beautiful. And when I find that as a surprise on Record Store Day, I got excited because I did open up Adam Sandler and it is just straight black. So to get this one in color was really cool and really fun to me. I really like that. I want to jump into some of the music. Now, side A, uh, the opener song was what you just got brought into, which is uh, it's called Bottle Rocket and it melds into In the Basement. That's one thing I do like on this album that a lot of the songs all bleed into one another. There's certain ones where there's like a certain break, and it oh, it's the next song, but certain songs you wouldn't realize the transition is very seamless. I really appreciate that. I like that because it kind of makes me feel like I'm listening to them live, and there is no stopping. Uh, the first song I do want to share with you guys to hear from it is called Gave You My Heart. I love the chorus of the, I gave you my heart. And then he goes, I gave you my heart. It's really cool and it's catchy. And this was easily the first song in the album that caught my attention where I was like, I like this. I try hard not to make it like relationship songs and you'll end up seeing a trend probably or something. But I don't know what it is. I think the song, the... The song lyrics caught my attention because I could understand them. It wasn't too, it wasn't shouty. It was more sung with this like drawn out voice. So it was very clear. I could understand what he was talking about and singing. And then the chorus just was very simple with I just, I gave you my heart. And then the way they changed their pitch and they kind of changed key in the end, really catchy. It was really a great tune. I think uh, this easy one of my favorite songs on this side. This, the song after this is actually really cool um, called She's Not the One. That one's. It's really hard to decide which one I like more. And now that I think of it, honestly, the song in the basement really fun too. As I was listening to it today, listening to it today, I started to understand the lyrics. I was trying to pay attention more closely to the lyrics. And it's about a guy, about this kid figuring out that there's something creepy or dangerous in this basement and he doesn't want to go in it and just this album this first side a just really has a lot of good songs that are catchy it seemed like they put three in a row that really just caught your attention and just opened it up it was it's honestly a great side and then uh, I'm sorry I'm jumping out of order so I uh, was gave you I, I gave you I, uh, I talked about gave you my heart the one after that is she's not the one and on this song all they repeat is she's not the one and then the verse or in the, the bridge they break it up a little bit and it was just it catches and it makes you think this song it's very simple but and, and the lyrics are it's it's obvious what it is but what's hooking you is the music and the guitar is phenomenal this really reminds me of uh, Green Day playing or some early 90s like maybe early early blink where it just the you can feel the energy and you could like feel you can feel the energy of them from being on stage from how they're playing and how they're clean and crisp with this music because it doesn't sound muddy. It doesn't sound like they recorded all together in this cheap studio. This is a band that took time and took quality and put out a great album. And the side A was phenomenal or side one, whatever you want to call it, really great. Now side two was also pretty cool. Uh, opener song was Welcome to the Nuthouse pretty fun song uh really catchy riff uh song i think on this side that uh, there's two of them i really like the one i want to share with you is called anna's song and that's the second song on side two So, obviously, like I said, the songs that kind of catch my attention, I guess, are relationship ones, but honestly, that's not what got me. It wasn't the lyrics on this one. It was the singing. I, I don't know what it is, but I really like his voice. I really like how he sings and how he can go from shouting and screaming and fun and fast, but then he sings more of a mellower song. You can feel that this was more of an emotional song. You can hear it. I thought it was pretty cool, and the lyrics in the song were really good about a guy singing to a girl. And I, I guess I could I related to it enough where I really liked it. But isn't that how we all love, end up liking songs? We find a song we can possibly relate to, or we find resemblance or familiarity, and then you end up listening to it enough where you you do like it you you genuinely like it. And this is what really happened on Anna's song. Uh, another song on this side that I really did that I really end up liking was "Totally Stupid." Really catchy, pretty fun. The chorus—I didn't realize what was happening, but it's about a guy who's describing how he feels when he's around the girl, and he just ends up screaming "totally stupid." And at first, you didn't—I didn't understand what he was saying. I was—I had to take a minute, and I really had to sit there and listen and kind of figure out what he was—what he was screaming. And after I did, it kind of gave a new whole uh, appreciation for the song. I was like, oh, so I, I restarted the song and I go back and listen to it. And it's actually really good, and it's cool because you know side A seemed like on uh, the charts where they hit like the little stars on iTunes. All the all the hits of the of this album were in the first album, the first side, but side two really does come up, come back with some really cool, fun songs. but um, I also liked what was uh, was it Warning Device, the actual title song really fun it was on my way home from work today that i was driving i was listening to it, and this one song just popped up from the album I'm like this song rocks what is it and i had to wait till i get home and i just listened to the song and repeat just be like it's a wicked song the guitar solo and it's really freaking catchy and i think that's what i like about it is that this band's guitar solos are simple yet catchy fun they're poppy they're the the sound or the effects that they have or the distortion is just that crunch of it's not too much, it's not a it's not too it's just enough. It's not too much, not enough. Just perfect in the middle. Is honestly is a great band. I really wish I could see them. And it's really cool. I wish I would have been going to more depth in this album, but I just got it a week ago and I just started listening to it about three or four days ago. And this is my raw, honest opinion of someone that just kind of got the album and has been trying to take some time to listen to it. I may come back and review it and let you know more in depth about the band in a later album because I do have two more records to share from them. But today, I really didn't want to keep putting it off. I really wanted to record as soon as I could because it was new. Uh, it was Record Store Day last week, and this is one of them. Hint, next week probably will be the Adam Sandlers. I want to get these out and let you guys know what I think of them. Now, I do want to say at the end... Uh, I have the rating for my album. I'm gonna give it a solid eight. The reason I give it an eight is that it's it's above a five because I like it. It's I'm gonna give it up a point because I really catch I really like the solos. They're catchy, they're rememberable, and they're not too crazy and they're not too simple. They're fun. I'm gonna bump it up a point because I like the lyrics. They got my attention, you caught me to go back and re listen to it. I'm gonna give you another point because I don't like just one song. I like multiple songs in your album, and I'm, I kind of got excited when I found it. When I found the album, I was like, "Yes!" I wasn't like, "Oh, I guess I'll buy it." This was definitely a worth per. This was definitely a purchase that was worth it, and definitely worth waiting in line about an hour and a half out in the freaking nicest day we've had of the year so far. And that was Teenage Bottle Rockets' Warning Device. Catch me on social media at Instagram, Vinyl Divers Podcast. Twitter, Vinyl Divers Pod. And hit me up on email. Hit me up with my email at VinylDiversPodcast at gmail.com. You can get me on Facebook at the Vinyl Divers Podcast. It's the logo with the little record, you know the one. And look soon for some t-shirts and fun stuff coming your way. Keep diving.